Good evening. Thank you all for uh, coming um, tonight. Uh, me llamo Pablo, and that's about all the Spanish I know, apart from Pepino Ballerine, which I think means dancing cucumber, but I'm not, I'm not quite sure from that. Um, uh, huge, huge thanks um, to our brothers and sisters that meet here Friday night. You have made room for us to come here and, um, um, and, and join together, and that is so much appreciated by us. Thank you for sharing your time and your space with us. And, and I mean, this is kind of part of a, a, a dream of mine to come true, to be able to see a little bit of heaven on earth um, in which people of different tribes and tongues can come together and worship the same Savior and the same God. And so that's just a, yeah. yeah. So, Gloria Dios on that one. I do know that, uh, that phrase um, as well. So thank you for um, uh, being part of tonight. And uh, I'm done, basically. I mean, I, I could go home and be happy from this. But I've got an awful lot to say, and so we're going to be here for No, we're not, not really. Um, um, we have been talking, um, our church family, our fellowship has been talking about things that Jesus didn't say, and we go through a series of messages in which we'll talk about certain things, and, and, and it's because sometimes it's easier to focus on what Jesus did say by looking at what he what? He didn't say, and so we've been looking at certain things that Jesus didn't say. For instance, um, Jesus never ever said this, don't make me pull this car over. He, he never said that. Who said that? Your dad, your dad, yeah, yeah, your dad said this one. Jesus also never said this. If everybody was jumping off a cliff, would you do it too? <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? Yeah, your, your mom, okay? How about this one? Who said this one? You are being so unfair. Who says that? How about that? Go ahead. Every teenager to their parent. Every. And then, and then of course, there's this one that's always being said. Life's not fair. Get used to it. And that's every parent to their teenager. You will say that, I guarantee you. Um, in, in your life. But it's also true that Jesus never ever said this, my stress I give unto you. He never said that. Um, he never said be anxious about everything. Jesus never said be anxious about everything and be freaked out. In fact, Jesus comes to us in our sometime very hectic and busy and freaked out world and he says this, peace I leave with you my peace I give you. Isn't that cool? Let me take a second and ask God to just bless the next moments together. Lord, um, Lord, thank you that we have the privilege to worship and we can do it um, together. Thank you for giving us a little taste of what forever will be like. Um, and now bless um, the words that are shared in your Holy Spirit's movement here. And we ask this in the precious name of our Savior and Lord Jesus. Amen. Behind me, um, on, the, on the back wall, um, this has been, and, and, and those, those of you that come on Sunday evenings and Friday evenings, you've seen the word for the last 40 weeks. It's the word esperanza, or hope. And that has been an emphasis that we've had on what hope is. Hope's a great word, isn't it? I mean, it's just a marvelous word. And I've been trying to get across, we want to get across, hope is not just a wimpy wish, you know, a, a lightweight wish, like I hope I get ice cream for my birthday, okay? That's not hope, okay? That's, that's a wish. 
Or we could say, I hope the traffic is okay tomorrow. Okay? That's not hope. That's fantasy. Okay? That's fantasy. It's not, it's not going to happen. And, and what we've been saying is, in the Bible and, and, and the hope that God gives us, it's, it's not a verb. It's not something you do. It actually, it's a noun. It's something that you have. So the Bible would say we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. We've got it. And it keeps my soul firm and it keeps it secure. And so we've been defining hope as this. Hope is the living confidence that a loving God is in charge of life and of my life. And no matter what happens, good or bad, he's in control and it will be okay. I mean, do you understand how that becomes an anchor for your what? For your soul? Boy, to have a loving God that's in charge of life, my life, no matter what happens, good, bad, up, down, whatever. He's in control. And it will be, it will be fine. Now, put that over the worries that you have, okay? I'd like to think about right now the biggest stress in your life, okay? Think about the biggest stress that you might have in your life right now. Think about that if you would, please. Just the, the biggest stress that's there. And, and, and if, you, if you take notes um, on that insert that you have, there's like a box, kind of a, an oblong box that's, that's there. Um, and I, what I'd like you to do is, is write out a word that kind of symbolizes that stress that you have. Or maybe even draw a little picture if you could. Something that really symbolizes that stress that's in your life. <clears throat> a word... Um, if it's money, you know, a little symbol for that, whatever, whatever you want to do. We did this a few months ago, <clears throat> and um, a woman drew an arrow pointing to their husband. Okay, it was just, it was just right there. And then I realized it was my wife's paper. <laughs> so it was not, it was not, it was, it was not. Stress and worry are these weird things that we have, aren't they? Stress and, and, and worry. I mean, it's universal. We all, we all have it. I read somewhere that, that says that every time you stress or you worry, the physical symptoms that begin to happen inside your body are happening as if that event that you're worried about is going on. Even though it's not, you know, and it may never, all those physical things, all the, all the juices and adrenalines and all that kind of stuff is working in your system as if it's already happening. Um, and so those kinds of things, you know, your blood pressure will go up, your stomach will churn, the bag of Doritos will disappear, you know, as you're going through all those kinds of things. Now, 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 why do we worry? You know, why? Well, there's a lot of stuff in life that would cause that, okay? Um, so, for instance, let's say on, 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 on Sunday, um, you're sitting down and you want to watch the 49ers game, okay? You want to watch a football game, the 49ers, and, and as you're sitting there, you see your dog that's laying there, you know, kind of, you know, looking really sad, and, and you know your dog needs a walk. But you're watching the game, but then you begin to stress that if you don't walk the dog, he'll, he'll get fat. And if he gets fat, he'll die too early, and you're stressed out that if the dog dies, your kid will never forgive you for this. And you're worried that because if, if they don't forgive you, when they grow up, they're going to move someplace far away. And, and if they move someplace far away, you're going to have to fly to visit them. And now you're stressed because you're kind of scared to fly. And, 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 and you're worried that uh, if you do fly, when you fly, they're going to put you in one of those rows in which they have that exit door, you know, that you have to manipulate and, and get off. 
And, and now you're really freaked out that the plane's going to develop engine trouble and it's going down. Everyone needs to get off the plane and you can't open the door. And everyone's going to die because of you, you know, as you're sitting there thinking. And, and so now the stress is beginning to give you a headache. And now you're stressed that this headache is really a tumor. And you're going to die in your sleep tonight. And if you die in your sleep, they will probably hold the funeral next Sunday. And if they hold it next Sunday, you're worried that no one would come because they'd rather be home watching the what? 49ers game. You see kind of how stress all of a sudden happens? We can go through this kind of this whole litany of things that could possibly happen and get right back where we started from. Nothing's changed. But all this stuff has happened in our minds as we put all these kinds of scenarios in place, into play. Have you ever had those conversations? You don't need to talk to somebody and you've already worked out what you're going to say. And you know what they're going to say. You know, you have that in your mind. And if when they say this, I'm going to say this. And when, when, when I say this, they're going to probably say that. And when they say that, then I'm going to say this other thing. We kind of work this whole thing out ahead of time. And we kind of churn our stomachs up because we think all that is happening. Now, now understand, for all of us, whoever we are, stress is inevitable. It, it, just, it just is. Um, you don't want stress. There's only one way I know how to get rid of stress. One way, and that's what? Die. Okay, die. But we're not going to go there in this message. We're not going <laughs> to talk about that. That's, we'll save that for another time. If you want to grow and flourish in your life, and you want to be involved in this world that God has placed you in, and connect with people, then find God, and to help them know the Savior better, no matter what you do, no matter who you are, you're going to find that there's stress in life. And so the issue, really, it's not a matter of not being stressed. It's figuring out how to work through the stress to have that peace that Jesus wants you to have. Now, you're not going to escape the pressures and the challenges, but we can find peace in the midst of this. Here's what Jesus said. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will have worry about itself. And that's so true. He also says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I love this. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. That means that we can have a peace that no one else can have. If you're a follower of Christ, that there will be that sense of peace that no one else can have. And I think our ability to understand who God really is and put that into the reality of our lives will make all the difference in the world. First of all, here's kind of how I think we can get the peace. Know the God you have. Know the God you, you, you have. Um, worry pushes back entirely against the character and nature of God. Who God is, what God is like. And when I'm stressed, essentially what I'm saying is God has no idea what's going on in my life. He has no idea what I'm going through. He has no idea the challenges I'm facing right now. God isn't strong enough to help me. Or God doesn't care enough to help me. So essentially, I, I want to say that stress is a God thing or stress is a non-God thing. You, you see that? We are taking all these incredible characteristics that God has given and revealed to us and said, don't apply, don't apply, don't apply, don't apply to my life right now. They're not there. They're not working. I am... Um, um, I'm teaching a class, we're calling it Ministry Foundations, a, a great group of people, and we're just kind of looking a little bit deeper at some, some theology stuff, and we looked at the 
attributes and the qualities of God, and it dealt with some deep things like the nature and essence of God. Okay, And if you want to get your brain blown out quickly, just try and think on that for a few minutes. And, and we talked about certain things that God is. God is all-knowing. All-knowing. That's the word omniscience. God is all-knowing. God knows everything. Okay? We also talked about that God is omnipotent, and uh, that it means that God is incredibly powerful, completely powerful, all-power, omnipotent. And then we also talked about God is love. God is love. And each of those qualities are, because he's God, are infinite. Okay? Now, and, and this is where I begin to get, in my mind, obscure about this whole thing. You know, how can God know absolutely everything? And from the beginning, I, boop, you know, I'm done with that. I can understand God's love a little bit more because he shared that attribute or that quality with us. But how can God be all-knowing and God be all-powerful? And I begin to kind of lose it there. But I know that God is, to an infinite degree, to you, loving. God is, to an infinite degree, fully aware of what you're going through. And God is, to an infinite degree, full of power and strength and sovereignty. To an infinite degree. Stress and worry are saying three things about God. First, it's saying God doesn't know enough about me to know what I'm going through. Second is God isn't strong enough to do anything about it, to carry me through it. And third is God doesn't care or love me enough to bring me through that. Do you hear that? I mean, I mean, I mean do you hear what that's doing right here? God, God's not strong enough. God doesn't care. God doesn't know. I'm in this thing on my own. And if you're in this thing on your own, if you really are, you better worry. But we're not. We never are. Jesus probably has the most to say to you about worry and God. Um, as Jesus, God the Son, reveals um, the very nature and essence of God to us, being that. And he tells us three things in Matthew chapter 6, and they deal with God. He said, because of God, because of the God you have, first of all, Jesus says, your worry is useless. It, it's useless. Think about it. Oh, man, what does worry do? I mean, think about what worry does. Eh, we're, we're so crazy in this, you know? Um, Jesus says, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? And that's a good question. My, uh, I, have a, I have a calendar on my, on my laptop, you know, it, and it, and it knows things um, that I didn't know it knew. For instance, it has my birthday on it. But it also has, when it has my birthday on it, it has my age on it. It's telling me how old I'm going to be coming up. And, and not only me, I assume the whole staff will know it because it's on the staff computer. <laughs> and so they all know in the next week I'm going to be turning 39. So, so I'm looking at this thing, and, and it says, honestly, Paul turns 62 today. You know, yeah, I heard that. Paul turns 62 today. You know, and it might as well have just simply said, Paul's ancient. You know, Paul's really old. 
Paul's about ready to die. You know, it, it might as well say that to me. And, and, I, and I'm thinking, 62, you know, 62 is a big number now. I mean, you know, when I have to, like, fill out those applications online and it says year you were born, you know how far I have to scroll down <laughs> to get to that number? Wait, wait, wait down. And it finally, it finally, it finally shows up. And I think, man, you know, when did this happen? And the more I stress about it, how much more time does it give me? Not a bit. Now, we sometimes think it does. We somehow think that we have some incredible power in our worry ability. And it's like when when our kid gets their license, your kid gets their driver's license, and when they drive alone for the first time, you know, parents, if you've ever been down that road, you know what it's like. And, and so what do you do? You go out to the curb, you know, and you, you watch them start the car. You know, you're kind of, you know, make sure you start the car, right? And you watch them start the car. And, and then you say, as they're getting ready to go, because you make them roll down the window, and, and what words do you say to them? You say two words. You always say what? Drive safe, okay? Drive safe. And, and they give you the teenage eye roll, like, are you kidding me? You know, are you kidding me? And one of my sons said, no, I'm going to try and get in an accident because I want to get killed. You know, it's like they, they give it kind of back to you. But you've got to say it. You've got to say it. Okay, you, you, you just got to say it. It's, it's parental DNA, you know. Drive safe. You drive safe. And they drive off. And you send little worry waves their way. Little worry waves. Because you know it's going to repel other cars. And, and you think it's useless. It's really useless. Um. Because of God, Jesus says, my worry is also needless. Your worry is needless. Jesus said this in the same message. Look at the birds of the air, okay? And you've looked at birds. Some birds are cool. Hawks are cool, you know? They can sit on the wire and just kind of look cool. You know, they just look, they just look cool. They, they just are just a cool bird. And I was, um, and then there's this other bird I was in. Watch this other bird, this black bird walking around. And it had these just kind of these big weird eyes that never blinked, you know? And it kind of looked like a dork bird, you know, just walk around, a, 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 a dork bird. And whether, whether the bird's dorky or really cool, you know, Jesus said, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or weep or store away in barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Not much more valuable. I mean, God takes care of birds. You don't stress why you have a heavenly father and you could circle that one. Your heavenly father feeds birds. Worry is useless, worry is needless. And then because of God, Jesus would say, my worry, and here's where it just, my worry is faithless. It just reveals my faith. Worry reveals my faith more than anything else. What stress really doing is talking not about the size of the issue, it's talking about the size of your what? Of your God or the God that you're believing in at that point in time. It's saying, God, you're not big enough and you can't handle it. And so I, I just want to say worry shrinks God. Worry, or at least tries to shrink God. You know what I'm saying? It can't really, but it kind of shrinks him in our own heads. So Jesus says this, so don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Dominate the thoughts but your heavenly Father knows all your needs. Next is this. Involve God in every issue of your life. Um, the Bible says don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. 
If you do this, you'll experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. And when he says, don't worry about anything, it almost sounds a little unrealistic to us, but he's really serious. Where he's a result of bad circumstances and it's mainly trying to take back control. And so he says, instead, pray about everything. Pray about it. Everything. Absolutely everything. Don't be anxious, he says, about anything, but everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your requests to God. Those three things. You pray. The word pray means worship. You worship God for who he is. Get a glimpse of who God is. Petition, that's the request. God, help me with this thing. And then with thanksgiving. It's interesting that he says before anything happens, you're giving thanksgiving for this. And if you do this, it says you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And, and that's what I want. I don't necessarily need the end of the problem. I want the peace. I want the peace. I want the peace through the, the problem. So our town gets rocked, you know, that Bay City needs to close, and there are repercussions and, and real hurt, you know. And people are just, oh, you know, this is hard. You know, it's hard for people. And I, and I know people there, and it's hard on everybody, you know. It's 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 hard and people in our church family and in in your fellowship feel it question did this surprise god did this catch god off guard did he say whoa wait a second i've not been paying to happen pay attention to happen bay for the last couple of months god knows and we need to have concern but we need to take concerns to god and not to let them get out of hand at all the next is going to be get other people around you. Um, somebody said actually this, is that stress hormones actually respond and slow down in the presence of a safe person. You know that? Your stress hormones actually slow down. Particularly you have a brother or sister in Christ that can connect with you and talk about what you're going through. Um, and the last point, last point, is make God's kingdom your purpose. There's a tendency for us to say, okay, just don't worry, be happy, everything's going to be okay. There's a little more to it than this. Jesus said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. It's a condition. I focus my attention on what God's doing in this world. And I sometimes think, well, if I focus my attention on what God's doing, who's going to take care of me? Well, how about the God who's omniscient and omnipotent and loving to an infinite degree. How about that one, taking care of me? So Peter would say this, cast all your cares on God, for he cares for you. Isn't that great? All your cares. Now look at that little box that you drew in or, or, or wrote in. Is God aware of that thing? Of course he is. You know he is. Does he care enough about you to work it through? Of course. Is he strong enough to handle it? Absolutely he is. And you know he will. Does he care enough? Sure. I'm going to invite the worship team to come on up, and they're going to set up behind me. 
Now, I'm going to invite you just for a moment of maybe quiet contemplation. You may want to bow your head for this or close your eyes, whatever works for you. Just a moment with God. We've sang glory to God. We've sang how he's a good, good father. If you can, lay that on top of that little box that you you wrote and draw in. You can even write in, he's a good, good father. He will see you through. You can cast all your cares on him, and that one included, because he cares for you. And right now I would pray, Lord, that you would give us all the peace that surpasses and overwhelms our understanding. That that which we are afraid of or anxious about or worried about or stressed out about, we would have a deeper sense of your control and love and care. Father, whatever it is, we can get through it. As you walk with us. And so we thank you for that. And our praise to you, God. Our loving Father. For the greatest gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. And we lean on him now in Jesus' name.